0: Welcome into "I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting," the self-proclaimed 43rd best Bama podcast on the internet. Here are your hosts, Tom Sims and Jason Tiffin. Is that the way you want it, rest Man, that's easy. right. Welcome into to I'm Not Targeting, Your Targeting. I'm Jason Tiffin, half of your host team, along with Tom Sims. Tom, how's it going?
1: What's up, bud? What's up? What a weekend. We finally had college football. Yes, the we, first three we weeks did. didn't count.
0: Well, yeah, I agree 100%. <laughs> and hey, before we go any further, I need to ask you something. Did you know that I dabble in karaoke? Oh, you're a dabbler, are you? I am. Yeah. I've seen a video or two. Yeah, they, I, and I've got a little—I got a little karaoke song for tonight to start the uh, to start the show off with. Are you ready? <laughs> I can't wait. I know you can't. All right. Hopefully, that's coming through good enough. Mm-hmm. Cowbells ring. Are you listening? <laughs> At LSU, they were glistening. A beautiful sound. Dogs are probably bow bound. Walking with Mike Leach, hand in hand. <laughs> oh my oh, that's goodness!
1: Beautiful. That's beautiful. I thought you enjoy that. I thought you did. That
0: was sung. That was sung, or is it sang? Sung or sang? That was sung in the key of A minor. Oh, nice. And um, but hey, uh, it's not a whole lot. Better than uh, watching one <laughs> of your rivals go down. <laughs> well, in a, in a game that you did not have them losing, you know. Of course, yeah. you didn't have state winning, and state definitely jumps up um, fr- from fifth to a little bit higher in my book. But you know, I noticed you. I noticed you named this episode LSU fails to reload, and that brings me to exactly. And we let me check and see. I guess we need to talk about some of this. We need to save some. Because we need to talk about Auburn and Georgia, Auburn and uh, Auburn in Kentucky, which was the game of the week last week. But quickly on LSU, it fails to reload. This is exactly why I wanted LSU to win the national title, and normally that is not the case at all. I know I'm always against the SEC, and it's not that I, I mean I love SEC football, but I just view it that any time an SEC team does good, that does not bode well for Alabama but based on who they were playing last year, Clemson who is established with Dabo, Clemson's not going anywhere possibly due to their talent level, definitely due to their talent level, but that's one key component, but another key component is they're in a they're in a conference where they're going to play one to two games a year and if they win those one or two, they're going to be in the college football playoff as opposed to Alabama who or LSU or Auburn or Georgia who is just has to, you know, spill their guts about Five to six games a year, if not more, just to you know to try to get there, and but that's why I thought Coach O was a flash in the pan, and uh, as as of Saturday, you know it does it does look like I'm wrong. I might not be right, but it definitely does not look like I'm wrong.
1: Agreed. That's a uh, that's uh, a pretty a pretty telling, and we'll get into this later. But usually, you get a, a big huge bump in recruiting. You get a lot of uh, excitement around the program. Everybody wants to be back and 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 do it again and so on and so forth. Or at least that's the way it's always been at Alabama. It's been that way at Clemson. Remember when Clemson had the two first round defensive linemen that were ticked? That they you know they both come back to to play and 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 LSU for some reason they won and everybody jumped ship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
1: yeah. Uh, you know it's a. Hey it is what it is, but yeah
0: well, since I put the, together the karaoke song, I totally scratched from my notes that we were talking about Auburn and Kentucky however we need to. So my notepad is empty so I'm gonna let you start with Auburn, Kentucky and I'll add what I can.
1: man, I'm gonna tell you what you know we both talked about this last week that we expected something weird and wild for Auburn to put that entire game was an Auburn game. The entire game. I mean, Kentucky Kentucky led, led every statistical category in that game. They, mm-hmm. they outrushed them. They outpassed them. Unfortunately, they outturnovered them. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that play at the end of half was the most ridiculous replay review I've ever seen in my life. The guy was completely across the ball the tip of the ball wasn't across the goal line the guy's entire body was across the goal line yeah and and they they did not overturn that for whatever reason and that was a killer i mean that was a killer and i heard now i was actually watching with uh with with some of my neighbors who are who are auburn fans and uh, they, you know, th- they had mentioned right after Appen, hey, you know, well, that kind of evens it out. Or at least one of them, yeah, I can't remember. You know, so it- they missed it, and then we missed it, and so it's kind of even-steven. And, well, I don't agree with that. Because it- if if Kentucky scores there, Auburn never gets the chance to give the, you know, the even Stephen call. Yeah. I mean, they-, they-, they only had the pick six because they already... <laughs> you know they already took away the touchdown. Mm-hmm. If 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 Kentucky's winning that game fourteen to eight at halftime instead of down eight to seven, that's a completely different game. No, a completely I, I, different
0: I agree. Game. But hey, Kentucky fans that don't get to play Auburn uh, every year, and which means they have to travel to Auburn every other year, welcome to the house of horrors where yeah, your no team, doubt. your coach. And your team, and nobody's immune from it. Nick Saban is not immune from it, uh, believe it or not. It's it's a place where your team and your coach will do things that they will never do the rest of the year. Okay? Mm-hmm. Fourth day, on, 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 uh, when Kentucky did score and went for two, it was 15-7. to seven. Kentucky scores and goes for two. The quarterback rolls out right. Love the call. Give your quarterback some options. He's got some decent legs, you know. Maybe the maybe the coverage breaks down, and you get to uh, you know you get to trot in. He rolls right. The pressure comes, and he throws it out of the back of the end zone. It is a two point <laughs> conversion. I
1: saw that. and I'm like, what the heck, man. I I
0: had to get out. I had to get up and walk outside. And make a phone call to Uh Tule, who's a you know a Kentucky basketball fan, he's a Bama football fan, and like so with him being a Bama football fan, he he's used to that. But you know I told him today I'm like I, I wish you weren't a Bama football fan because then you then you would like because you already understand that stuff like that's gonna happen. But it's so funny that Auburn Kentucky got Auburned and then Auburn got Auburned on the uh, on the pick six. You know, yeah. Uh, now, Auburn on the on the uh, on the targeting. Uh, what's Gus talking about? Common sense. That's a common sense call. Well, I have never heard that in my life. The, <laughs> to me, you know what? To me, what he's th- to me that's his way of complaining that it shouldn't have been called because it's in the heat of the battle or whatever. You know, he he did make the comment one time something was called in the iron bowl and he's like, "You can't make that call in iron bowl." I'm like, "What,
1: dude? Yeah, if it's, it's against it's the rules, you make illegal. that
0: call. You make the call, whatever." But Auburn, uh, you know gets uh gets the targeting which was a great call not only was it a blindside hit it was a uh it was a helmet to helmet hit and uh they got auburned as well which took the touchdown off the board but in true auburn luck number 29 did the targeting and so there was eight seconds left in the half so he got ejected for eight seconds and two quarters (laughs) <laughs> I mean honestly. Yeah. You know, Florida Florida lost a guy, uh, I had it on mute, so I assume they upheld the, the call. It looked like a targeting. You know, Florida got called for targeting the first drive oh miss. So that guy had to miss two quarters, you know, third and fourth quarter, the second half. He had to miss the entire second quarter and probably I'd say eleven minutes of the first quarter. But that's that's just that is what you get when you go down there and oh my gosh, dude. Seven, Auburn is supposed to have 17,500 fans. That's 20% of they they seat 85451. I had to look it up. When you do 20% of that it's 17,490 something. Okay, so round up 175. We're not you know, we're splitting hairs here. Dude, they had they had at least 30,000. There's no way that was 175. There's fans <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I will say this, they are
1: luckier than Saturday Night Live during the presidential debates. I mean that is freaking crazy what happened. You know, did you realize too? Did you realize that they had two touchdown drives of less than thirty yards each in the second? Auburn out?
0: did. No, I did not realize that. I mean, their leading
1: leading rusher was Bo Nix. See how many uh, yards he had? Thirty four.
0: Yeah. Their leading yeah.
1: rusher was the quarterback with thirty four yards rushing. Uh. I, I I don't know. I'm just flabbergasted. It, it, it's crazy that we talk about it almost every week, and it continues to happen. This has been
0: years. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 mind boggling, really. Mind boggling. Yeah, put your mind in a bottle. Hmm. Uh, There's. Oh yeah. I know what. Last thing I was going to say. Then we'll move on to winners, <laughs> losers. Uh, Auburn. What they did. They uh, set. You know. Stop. 18. If I'm Georgia. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop 18. I'm gonna make Nick's beat me with my with his feet or using Eli Stove or another one of the the, you know receivers or the little scat back dude. Their running game. We talked about you know losing Booby last week and or maybe I talked about that on my radio show Sports with JT on WFMH (laughs) Tuesday night 6 p.m. One. But uh, that was a they got a 170 pound running back starting, and that does not bode well for the in SEC play. And, you know, somebody might say, "Well, Kylan Hill, what does he weigh?" Well, Kylan Hill plays in a different offense. Gus has been at his best when he can run the ball successfully between the tackles. And um, they, you know, they bottom line is I had Kentucky fourth. Where did you have him finish in the in the East? Oh,
1: uh, let me check. I had him fifth.
0: Fifth. so bottom line they beat the fourth or fifth best team according to the experts and uh it, you know if, if auburn thinks they're good they're sitting on a throne of lies they're not that good hey thanks for calling us experts <laughs> all right let's <laughs> move on to winners losers i've got i got two winners this weekend of course the easy one that i'm gonna let you lead with is mississippi state and alabama and we'll explain why alabama this is not just a homer uh homer pick but mississippi state tom take it away
1: well, we touched on this a little bit already, uh, but LSU, this was not heavy crown syndrome. You know, we've talked about that last year with Clemson and and how difficult it is to not only repay, but how difficult it is to just lace it up and get on the field week in and week out when you're the defending champs, people are giving you the best shot. Well, state did that. They give them <laughs> one heck of a shot. God. The pirate, the pirate says, uh, you know, we don't have to establish a running game. We're going to throw it sixty times, and he did. <laughs> he threw it sixty times. Threw it for six hundred and twenty-three yards. And here, here's to me is the most telling stat. If if a team you're playing is what we consider. You would have considered Mississippi State to be, you know, substandard, bottom bottom half of the SEC yeah, this year. Sure. I mean, that's not that's not any uh, revelation there. But if you're considering this team is the bottom half team, and they're going to throw it on you sixty times, it would be probably obvious to me that you'd want to run the ball and and keep it out of their hands particularly if you're a secondary suspect like they are. definitely are mm-hmm. lsu rushed it for 80 yards in that game 80 yards uh i'm telling you what i don't i don't know if lsu is going to be that bad this year or mississippi state is a few notches uh better than we thought It's it's probably somewhere in the middle but uh, hats off to the Pirate, for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, 80, 80 yards. Nothing to be proud of, Russ. <laughs> uh, the air raid is here. And, hey, listen, you know, the they lost their coordinators. Oh, uh, LSU lost their coordinators, uh, Aranda and then uh, Joe Brady. But they picked up Bo Pelini. And, hey, why is LSU so down on Bo Pelini? He only allowed nine yards rushing. That's great. Defense. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, did you Stucked ever throw think- it you know, Dad. My dad's a huge state fan, and and we were talking about it. Of course, you know, Monday at that my work is a is decompression day. I mean, you get, you know, from seven to eight thirty. There's a lot of football talked and a lot of lies told. So, you know, he came in, and and I said, you ever think that you'd see a time in the SEC where you throw for three six six twenty three. Rush for nine and win by ten on the road. Yeah, <laughs> against a ranked team, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But you know, and the thing that's impressive to me about state's um, state's output is they hit ten wide receivers. And you know, like I told uh, ourselves, our we have one salesman that comes on Monday, and he's a huge state fan as well. Lives in Mississippi, and I, I asked him today, I'm like, you know, if you're sitting on the couch and watching, uh, you know, watching Mississippi State play. Uh, do you think you might want to come if you're wide receiver? You think you might want to come play for them? You know, I mean, no doubt. Hey, you're going to get the ball thrown to you. And the, the getting Leach, getting the Pirate was a necessary move. You know, they uh, when when Ole Miss got Lane Kiffin, Moorhead was had to go. I mean, he was not. He had no excitement in the program. And Leach is unconventional. You know, they they said that he. Um, showed up to, like, the Washington interview in flip-flops. I mean, and I talked to another guy today that is a – got a lot of state fans around here, Tom, if you can't tell. You know, (laughs) Leach is a safe pick for Mississippi State, too. No disrespect to Mississippi State, no disrespect to Leach, but let's be honest, if Alabama has an opening, if Saban rides off into the sunset this year, Mike Leach is not on our short list. He's just – he couldn't handle – you know, Bama's a fishbowl. And, you know, with him being at Mississippi State, he's got an SEC job, he's got SEC money, and honestly, none of the big boys are going to come after him because he's so unconventional. You know, Oklahoma's not. I don't think they would. That, that might be the only team that would consider it because they don't give a rip about playing defense anyway. But no other SEC, TLSU's not going after him. Bama's not going after him. Auburn is not going after him. hate to include Auburn with the big boys, but they're not going to hire Leach unless they thought he could beat Bama 10 in a row. But you know it's a good it's a good um, good fit I think is what the word I'm looking for. So Mississippi State's our first winner and Bama I have is our second winner. And here's why we won uh, we won thirty eight to nineteen. Um, you know they scored after calling timeout they scored with four seconds left. I don't know where this Eli uh, Drinkwitz is from, but dude that's Bush League. I mean the game is in hand. You don't call timeout. And punch one in just to cover the line, but that's what he did. In which I think I had a Missouri cover, and I don't know if I put that on my official bet, but uh, <laughs> but I, you know, it was. Uh, I, I did have them inside the number, and it, exactly what happened. I said that uh, you know they would they would add a garbage touchdown, and the reason Bama, main reason Bama's a winner, we handled our business like a top five top five team should. Georgia struggled with Arkansas better part of the first half a uh, and who's supposed to be, you know, hey, I had them at two. And a lot of people are saying this is their year with Mond and Jimbo's in year three. They barely beat Vandy 17 to 12. You know, at least Georgia did come back, and Georgia was within one point of covering. You know, I lost the, that was my number one pick. And, uh, and they, you know, lost that by a point. So, you know, Bama, Clemson has been handling their business – uh, Oklahoma has not been handling their business. We'll cover them in a minute, but, but they, you know, Bama did, we came out, we dominated 21 points. I think it was 21, nothing before they kicked a field goal. And, uh, we definitely covered the, uh, first half line. I know from experience <laughs> and, uh, Hey, our quarterback, you know, one thing I did tell everybody that would listen is Bama fans are going to have to get back to reality. You know, Tua was pinpoint accuracy. And Mac is just not going to be, nobody's going to be Tua. I mean, Tua was, our, he, he was our Danny Werfel with a stronger arm. I mean, Danny Werfel is the most accurate passer I've ever seen in my life until Tua came along. And I said, you know, we've got to temper our expectations that it's okay if Mac makes a receiver jump or, or, you know, throws it a little bit behind on the slant because for three years, two years, whatever, two didn't. You know, when he started, I mean, it was in stride. Everything, whether it was a fifty-yard bomb or a ten-yard slant, everything was in stride. But Mac handled himself very well. He's got swagger, uh, and I saw today on the on the Twitter machine that uh, when they broke down the film, he made one bad read. That is pretty impressive for your first regular season start of the year and only your what fourth start overall.
1: Yep. He did a wonderful job. I I, I couldn't agree more. The, uh, the whole team looked really, really good for an opening game in the SEC in a hostile road environment. Uh, you know, they – I'm a homer, of course, but they looked. Like the best team in the conference on
0: Saturday. Oh, yeah.
1: That was pretty easy to do with everybody struggling. You know, with Georgia struggling, you already hit it. A&M struggling, LSU losing. I mean, I just ticked off all the top teams. Uh, well, Florida, you know, they they had a little bit to say about that. But they give up a lot of points. They were in a dogfight for uh, a couple quarters. But anyway, uh, they look good. I mean... Mm-hmm and you know I was talking actually to my dad about this uh, earlier today you know Bama went up 35 to 3 and, and then of course coasted in but i got to thinking about it this is a season where you may not want you may not have the luxury of being up if your threshold is 30 or if your threshold is 40, or whatever the number is before you want to put in some reserves, you don't have those cupcakes on your schedule Mm -mm. this year. Mm -mm. And so whenever you have a legitimate opportunity to get some second guys in the game and get them some experience, some young guys, some guys that had not played, guys that you may need down the road, you better as well do it. And, and Saban went to that well really early. I mean, Bryce, uh, did Mac take a snap in the second half?
0: I uh, couldn't tell you.
1: I couldn't. Yeah, me and you both have a <laughs> habit of, uh, of enjoying the game a little much.
0: <laughs> but, but
1: point being is... A lot of uh, a lot of backup players got in the game really early, probably a little earlier than we would have in years past, and I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, you need to get experience where you can this year because that's going to be hard to come by for a lot of teams. I mean, how many how many uh, deep guys did A and M get to play this week? Oh, yeah, what about Auburn? You know, I mean, all these teams have the same issues that we have on the week in, week out, and if you're not if you're not going to be in a position to get them some experience,
0: that could bite you down the road. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought it up. You know, with watching what happened with Georgia, watching what happened with A and M, and of course with LSU, I mean, I, you know, we might be living in fantasy land, thinking that any team is going to go 10 and 0. I mean, it's just you don't have the cupcake. And, and you see Arkansas, uh, you know, Arkansas can – I mean, they got – the bottom line is Arkansas, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, they have ACC caliber athletes. You know, you're not playing Middle Tennessee State. And, uh, you know, these kids had multiple D1 offers. Granted, it might not have been an offer to Alabama or LSU or Clemson or Georgia – but they're not bad players and you know you're gonna have that week where you're you you do not put it together and they do and you're in a dogfight. And and like you said, instead of Dylan Moses playing uh, you know, two and a half quarters, he has to play, you know, basically the the entire game and what does that do to you to the next, do to you for the next week? It really puts you behind the eight ball and being fresh. Uh, but our two winners, Mississippi State and Alabama. Now let's get into my favorite uh, part of the show this week is losers. And the first loser we have is Oklahoma slash Big 12. And here's why. Oklahoma, 21-7 lead at half. In, coming out in the second half, they were outscored 31-14. to And more importantly, they were shut out in the fourth quarter. So to me, that shows me that uh, – that, who did they play? – they played K-State – that shows me K State is a heck of a lot better at adapting than uh, than Lincoln Riley. You know, Lincoln just tries to get a lead and and hope it hope it holds. And uh, and the real the the it's a big hit for a number of reasons. It's a big hit based on the condensed season, and to me, it's a big hit based on past playoff failures. I mean, we've talked about this. I've talked about this on my show Sports with JT. How often? Two. How many more times are Oklahoma and Notre Dame going to get the benefit of the doubt? You know, at, at some point, you got to say, look, I don't care that Oklahoma has one loss and LSU has two losses or Auburn has two losses. We know what we're going to get with Oklahoma. They're going to run up against an ACC team or a Big Ten team, and they're going to get their teeth kicked in. And uh, uh, while the Big 12 was included, not just Oklahoma, Texas, I, I'm sure most everybody saw that. You know, they had to rally from 15 down get an onside kick convert a two-point conversion and then win it in overtime and i mean very highly i saw i saw on espn uh when the score was 56 to whatever minus what 56 41 that's 15 points uh texas tech had a uh 99.9 chance to win and lost so i mean you know texas is the great hope for the big 12 right now and but even you know Texas Oklahoma beats Texas they're both they you know each of them have a loss in the conference and then if they match up in the uh, in the conference championship game i mean they the the committee cannot continue to reward though the Big 12 when they they know they're going to get beat but Oklahoma's my first big loser
1: yeah and i think it Oklahoma's definitely a big i mean you're top 3 team and you lost to a team that got uh, hammered by Is it Arkansas State in the opener? Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, Kansas State's not even going to jump into the top 25 after that win because they were already (laughs) 0-1. Exactly. (laughs) Um, You know, the Big 12 this week after these games have a grand total of three teams, I believe, in the top 25. You have uh, Oklahoma, who, who stayed in there, uh, you've got Texas, who you just uh, rehashed, had to have an absolute miracle to beat Texas Tech, and then you have Oklahoma State, and you know we didn't we didn't recap any of the earlier games, but Oklahoma State struggled with Tulsa in mm-hmm. week one. Uh, I think that was 17 to nine or something 13 fourth like that. quarter
0: points to win yeah,
1: yeah I mean it was it was a dogfight for them. so that's your cream of the crop in the big 12. It's hard to imagine one of them teams turning it around uh, in such a manner to make a run where at the end of the year you go, wow, that's one of the best four teams in the country. No, I, no. I agree with you a hundred percent.
0: All right, second loser. LSU, Coach O is who we thought he was. You know, I I was not fooled last year, and he he had the best player on the best team, and it showed. I mean, Brennan, you know, some of the LSU fans last year, about you know December, January, were like, oh Brennan, Brennan is going to be just as good as Burrow, dude. He's not even he's not even Jordan Jefferson at this point. And then, but 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 LSU lost so many players to the NFL. They lost their coordinators. Okay, yeah. Welcome to Tuscaloosa from 2010 to 2018. We lost coordinator after coordinator, player after player leaving early. And what did we do? You know, continual playoffs, CFP appearances, conference championships. You know. Fluky losses to Auburn that to to give us a blemish or Ole Miss to give us a blemish on our record, and you know welcome welcome to prime time, Coach O, because you're gonna when you have good teams you're gonna lose players and you got to rebuild and he they they don't have they don't have, they might have the horses down there but he cannot put the team together like Nick Saban can.
1: No, not even close. And I and I you you've basically. Uh... Took exactly what I was going to say for this. The, the The loser is not so much LSU as it is Ogeron. I think last year you wouldn't have had to dive very deep before the season started to find a lot of people who thought Ogeron was actually on the hot seat. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he he was he had put together a couple two or three mediocre years and uh, and, and and he got lightning in a bottle when he had Burrow, Ensmanger and, you know, Randa had always been a little bit of a, a, a tough out on the defensive side of the ball. But when he brought in Innsmager and he had Burrow there, they mm-hmm. had the perfect storm. They took advantage of it, not taking anything away from them. They did what they did, needed to do last year. Uh, but it really shows you more that the parts I, that – the parts of the team, Burrow, the coordinators, and that sort of thing, were more responsible for that championship than O was. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, like I said, hey, you get lucky sometimes. Ask Les Miles. He did the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Gene but, Chizik. Uh, <laughs> Gene Chizik says hello.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> and,
0: you know, the thing is with LSU, um, edwards elaire starting for KC – justin jefferson had up seven catches for 175 yards yesterday when i quit watching joe burrow is starting as a rookie at cincinnati they've got dudes in the league and i mean and they beat bama by seven with a hobbled quarterback and two of our main dudes were out you know lebron ray and dylan moses so you know any team that lost lsu last year does not need to feel bad they had the they had the best team they had the best quarterback on the best team and it, and it showed so uh Yep. It's going to be interesting to see how much – how long O lasts because they are – you know, it's he's going to get the uh, the Gene Chizik treatment. It, they, you know, Gene Chizik was the head coach. Malzahn was the guru. And Cam Newton was the Heisman Trophy winner. And th- they those two left and, it, you know, everything went to hell in the handbasket. And now, you know, Joe Brady left and Burrow's the Heisman Trophy winner. He's gone. And they lose to Mississippi State at home by ten points. You know, not even – it wasn't a fluky game. State tried to pull a state. You know, they were up by 10 and then farted around passing the ball. Leach has got to learn it's okay to hand the ball off three times and punt in the SEC. you got to run the <laughs> clock. And um, LSU came back and tied it, and State pushed it back to 10. That that was very impressive because the state of – the normal Mississippi State does not do that. So uh, hats yeah. off to Leach and hats hey, on.
1: Yep. There is one more loser this week, and I know we, did, we didn't have it sort okay. of on there. But uh, – live animals are not allowed on the field this year due to COVID. did you see that no more live animal mascots for the year i mean the espn app is probably going to lose a lot of zoo subscriptions over this
0: um hey maybe we should get an app do you know how to do that (laughs) i do not know how to do that Mm -hmm. i'm too busy with my talk show sports with jt three All right, let's get into the game of the week: Auburn at Georgia, and uh, I'll let you start us off here. Since I'm looking at my bullet points and and I bullet pointed uh, Kentucky Auburn, so I got to make up some stuff really quick. So it's bit, be long winded if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is
1: a this is going to be an interesting game for sure. You know, Georgia was very very shaky on offense Saturday. Uh, their defense still performed well i mean you you tend to overlook the defensive effort when they're in a dog fight with arkansas but uh that's where they were at saturday for a long time but that was all on the offense now they they got it together a little bit in the second half and kind of you know extended that lead but auburn on the other hand they could not run the ball on kentucky uh so Georgia's playing good defense. Auburn couldn't run the ball in Kentucky. I already mentioned Nick's was their leading rusher with a whopping thirty-four yards. So Nick's is going to have to air it out. Now I will say this: when we were watching the game Saturday, I was watching Nick's, and we made the comment that uh, he he looks better with his arm strength and some of his accuracy. There, he had some nice throws over the middle and uh, and, and and toward the sideline as well. But he's going to need all of that on Saturday against Georgia because they're not—they're not going to run the ball on Georgia, particularly with with what they've already showed against Kentucky. And if Georgia ends up getting some pressure on Nick's in the passing ground uh, or passing game, that's going to be trouble. That's going to be a lot of trouble. I expect Georgia's going to offensively—they're just going to go out there and ground and pound it. I mean, that's Kirby Smart's game. He likes to do that anyway. Uh, he will have a heavy heavy run show on Saturday. I think it's going to be a fairly low scoring game too. I'm gonna to say somewhere in the neighborhood of 24 to 14 Georgia with a cover.
0: Yeah <clears throat> I'm going first on bets of the week so a little a uh, little spoiler alert. I've got Georgia covering as well. Um, JT Daniels for Georgia has been cleared. that's the the transfer from USC had the ACL about probably 55 weeks ago, 56 weeks ago. It was week one, if I if I remember correctly, last year. So, we're we're into week four, week five now, what should be. So, he's removed enough where he should be okay. And uh, Auburn does not have the defensive front. You know, their linebackers are, are pretty good. But like Gober, you know, said, maybe their linebackers were good last year because they had two, you know, high draft picks um, taking up blockers. Yep. You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean – but Auburn's going to scrap, scrap around and they're going to put together a good defense. And my goodness, Kirby Smart, listen, you cannot run wide and you cannot throw wide on Auburn. I don't know why. They always have that lateral speed. A toss sweep is going to lose you two to three yards every time. Do not do it. Run between the tackles. Force those 275-pound ends to make a play or KJ Britt to make a play. They'll get tired of tackling Zemir White. The concern for me is uh, we don't know how much J.T. Daniels is going to play. Dewan Mathis had to be benched for Stetson Bennett, the fourth. The fourth. Yes, royalty Great nephew of Thurston Howell the third. I mean, this guy's name sounds like that he just bought and uh, paid for the new sociology building on campus. So <laughs> I don't trust him. But I, I'm like you, Georgia has too much on defense. They should be able to put enough together on offense. Uh, they've got to stop 18. Surely to goodness in film study, they'll they'll put their best DB on 18 and say no catches, no catches today. That's your goal. And um, but I do, I've I've got Georgia uh, covering the spread. I don't think Auburn gets more than than 14, and I don't know. I hadn't decided on the score by Georgia, but you know over is 43 and a half. That's like an NFL game. So uh, I, you know, it will be interesting to see what exactly shakes out. Uh, so speaking of bet of the week. I've already uh, teased one of mine last week. Bets I had Georgia at a minus twenty-seven, and they or twenty-eight, whatever it was. Anyway, they they missed covering by one point, point. and I had Miami over Florida State, and I don't remember. I don't know what the final score was, but it was a butt kick. And I mean, Florida State will they ever be back? You know, it's it's easy to say, well, yeah, they're in the state of Florida. Hey, there's no guarantee, man. You don't make the right coaching hires. I mean, who would have thought Bama would have wandered in the wilderness? after Bear Bryant and then after Stallings won, you know, after uh, the what we had a 13-year drought and Stallings won and then we wander in the wilderness again until Saban comes along. So there's no guarantees, but uh, one in one for me and I think I have you as uh, yeah, you're one in one as well because you took the Mississippi schools.
1: Here, hold on. Let me let me uh, let me talk about my one in one. So I want to I want to bring this up. So Tiffin sends me the sheet this week uh, that uh, and and he has a section here that says bets recapped, which is the 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 uh, area of the show that we're in now. In case you couldn't figure that out, and he, by his by his name he has he went one and one. He's got UGA in parentheses as a <laughs> one point loser, and then he's got Miami as a winner. All right, so he comes down to my name one and one. He says Mississippi State without outright win, which of course it was an outright win. And then he's got Ole Miss, and in parentheses he has lost big. <laughs> now Tiffin is a hater. He he is trying to he's trying to up his plays and make mine out to be like I was out in left field with one. I don't know if you saw the score of that Florida Ole Miss game. You know they only lost by sixteen or seventeen. I think they lost by 16. They were getting 13-and-a-half, so they lost by three. So that's lost big. But not only that, <laughs> they had it first and in goal uh, inside the 10-yard line with under 15 seconds to go and had two shots at the end zone and didn't score.
0: They should have called a timeout before so he was left.
1: They should have kicked a field goal to cover the spreads, <laughs> what they should have done. But – I, I take umbrage, sir, umbrage, that would have been a word of the day if we had one, umbrage with uh, lost big on my old
0: Miss pick. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, I really, I transposed the numbers, I thought Florida won 55 to 31 which would have been lost big, well you're right, hey, I will, uh, I'll make amends with that, and I, I am a hater, but on my other show, Sports with JT, I'm a, a much calmer. A much calmer uh, demeanor on there. All right, bets of the week this week. My first game, Georgia minus six and a half. They cover. They win ten or better. Tom, who's your game one? Running short on time, by the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, look here. Uh, If the SEC is only playing in conference for their schedule this year, I'm staying in conference all year, too. So, with that said, why wouldn't I take the obvious play here? I'm going to take Vanderbilt. I mean, they put up a good fight versus A&M, who's supposedly the second or third best team in the conference, if you can believe the experts, and LSU looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and give me the plus 20 on that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be the guy that, that takes the obvious uh, route on this one, but they're going to have to show me something two weeks in a row to, uh, to turn me off that, that, that path. <laughs>
0: I'm torn on game two. I put down two just in case you chose one. You did not choose either one of them. I've got to go with Clemson minus 28.5 over Virginia. Clemson is just – they're on a mission. And they – I think Dabo knows that he might be allowed a mess up this year based on, you know, what do you do with the Pac-12? Do you even give them a shot at the playoff playing seven games? You know, I don't know that you even give them a shot at 7-0, even if they go to 8-0 after their conference championship game. And what do you do with the Big Ten? I think Ohio State is in if they go undefeated, but if they don't go undefeated with only an eight-game schedule, I, you know, I, I think there's a good chance that Clemson has a, a margin of error this year they didn't have last year, but I don't think Dabo wants to take a chance. And uh, the other game I have – well, I'll let you say yours because it might very well be the other side of the game I had, but I got Clemson covering at 28-and-a-half.
1: Well, you knew that wasn't going to be me because they're in the ACC. That's a whole different conference, sir. It's just like Vietnam is a whole different country. <laughs> uh, I think South Carolina is better than Ole Miss. Uh, so we just talked about Ole Miss almost covering in the Florida game. If South Carolina is a better team than Ole Miss and they're going to catch 18.5, a, a full five points more, uh, then I'm going to take South Carolina here. Florida's offense looks good. Uh, I know Florida's at home in this game, but home field advantage doesn't mean much so far. I mean, with the crowd sizes no. and that sort of thing. So, I'm going to go ahead and take the Gamecocks as a, as another
0: double-digit dog. I know that you like the Cox. I just didn't want to tell anybody, but now you have outed yourself. My other game, I had I was waffling on A and M. This was not will not count for or against the record. A and M and Bama. A and a seventeen and a half. Dude, that's a lot of points. I I really think Jimbo got caught with his britches down, on a, with Vandy. I think he tried to not show anything at all. And um, you know, I mean, thirty four to seventeen would be a great win this weekend, and that would mean A and still covered. So, uh, for what it's worth, if you want to throw in a five game parlay instead of a four game parlay, you know, I'm leaning. I've got them at a two star pick, not not the coveted ten star that Johnny DeMarco puts out. So. <laughs> meaningless topic of the day and uh i, I hope tom remembers which his memory is terrible so he probably doesn't but i i entitled this harmless lies we tell our significant others during sports like football season or on the golf course or whatever uh last year we're at world of beer in tuscaloosa and uh, i don't hopefully you remember the story a guy comes in gets a pint of beer you know what you're gonna it's gonna take anywhere from eight to ten minutes to drink that and um and he uh, he his girlfriend called, and he took the call, and he's like, "Hey, yeah, baby, yeah, no, no, I'm at World of Beer, yeah, 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 I'll be there in ten minutes." I'm and I'm thinking, he just got a beer. Where's he <laughs> got to go to? Like, is he going to Copper Top? Is he going to Fourth and Twenty Third? Because you could you could probably conceivably do that. I'm like, dude, where you got to go? He said, oh, on the other side of the quad uh, by the the wreck fields." <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're not gonna be there in ten minutes. He's like, I had to tell her something, and it got me to thinking. I'm like, I, said, I told Tom, I said, meaningless topic. So, uh, you know, hey, baby, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And uh, another one is, um, like you've been done with golf for 90 minutes. You're in the 19th hole having, uh, having a brew with the boys and uh, or a couple of brews, and your wife calls, your girlfriend calls. And you're like, oh, honey, just just walked off the course. Yeah, I had a, had a great match. Hey, I'm headed home. Just give me ten minutes. We're we're gonna pack up and go, <laughs> and uh, you know, but I'll, I'll let you throw some in there just in case. I don't, I don't want to ruin them all. <laughs> no, nah, mine's all about
1: hydration. You know, it's like uh, if I'm talking to Deb and oh, she's she's back here. I gotta talk a little lower. She don't listen to our podcast. We have got nothing to worry about. But you know, I, I I've got to. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got to tell her excuses for you know hey it was it was really sunny out there I had to stay hydrated you know or it was raining a lot I needed more beer or you know the the bigger beers were cheaper the 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 clients I was with made me drink whatever it is <laughs> mine's always an excuse because I had just maybe
0: one or two more beers than I should have. <laughs> Or the last time that Daryl and I were up and she got on to you about drinking, and you're like, I started drinking at noon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <sighs>
0: All right, we're going to try to close down the show here. I don't know what's wrong with my computer, but we lag. And uh, so I'll go ahead and do my signature close, and hopefully Tom will hear it in time, and, and he can go ahead and cl- he can go ahead and close as well. Uh, that was it for this uh, season. Uh, episode 2 of season 2 and remember, if you're traveling from Athens to Albany this weekend go west till you smell it, then south till you step in it. Hucker down you hairy dog!
1: (laughs) Take it easy guys.